Welcome in everybody, 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Friday, not November, good God. Wow. Friday, November. Hey, the Broncos season's going real well, (laughs) Ryan. Still got a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, still got a chance at the one seed. (laughs) No, it is Friday, December the 23rd, 2016. Happy Festivus to all of you, a Festivus for the rest of us. A little bit later in the program, we will air our grievances. Oh, good about the Denver Broncos. Oh, but this first, is be right, way longer than fifteen minutes. I am, <laughs> I am Jake Marsing, fifty two eighty Sports Network's Broncos dude. Ryan Green joins me as always. Yeah, pretty. I haven't done a solo show real recently. No, you're welcome. It's good. To, it's better when you're here, Tidings, man. That's yes, for sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, if you are taking a little time away from your families to listen to this show. We certainly appreciate it. Everybody at 5280 Sports Network appreciates it. Our bosses certainly do uh, because we know how important this time of year is. Just right here off the top, I hope, I, I, I don't know if Ryan agrees. Ryan may wish you a horrible holiday season. He may wish plagues and all sorts of misery on your house. But I wish, Ryan Green, uh, all of you have a very, very happy holiday, a very Merry Christmas this weekend. As you hopefully open your presents in the morning or on Christmas Eve or whenever you do it and then you get to watch some Broncos football Christmas night Ryan Green yeah just smile that's all I care that's all just just be happy for a day mm-hmm. I would probably clarify that you don't wish misery on no the I don't no I wish minor inconveniences to all of the Chiefs players on Christmas there you go it. minor inconveniences they lose a towel yeah they, those sorts of things yeah but for the most part, the Broncos uh, will play the Kansas City Chiefs in a game that... Ryan, we, we did the game preview video yesterday. That'll go up this afternoon at 5280sportsnetwork.com and the YouTube channel. Uh, I'll, I'll get it out of the way. I, I picked the Broncos to lose this game 20-6, to mm-hmm. and I'm going to stick with that prediction um, for a few reasons. Uh, the Chiefs have back Tyreek Hill... Uh, well, they have back Jeremy Macklin. They have Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill playing at a different kind of level. D. Ford is back for them. They're at home. They've got you know potentially the division to play for. This game, Ryan Green does not set up well for a Broncos team that has looked beyond sluggish, especially on offense, of course, in the last several weeks. And the thing that worries me most is the field condition. Yeah, that's yeah. Arrowhead is notoriously one of the worst fields in the NFL in terms of playing surface. It's painted on green. Um, and I'm not joking. They paint green on the <laughs> I know, field. That's, I know you're not joking. Um, it is awful for players, and it's going to be, Ryan, 50 degrees and rainy on Christmas night, which will make the field even worse. It'll be a cesspool, a mud pit. You will not be able to do much of anything in terms of the passing game, yes. cutting. It'll be a lot of knockdown drag out muddy. It'll be a brawl of a football game. Um, and I think that comes down, Ryan, to the team that's more capable of running the football. And that's certainly not the Broncos. And the team that's more capable of stopping the run, that is also uh, almost certainly not the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The that was the first thing that jumped out to me was the weather and then knowing that it's going to be run heavy. I think the Chiefs are in much better position with Spencer Ware. Uh, to get some stuff going on offense. And again, until I see it, and we haven't seen it much this year, the Broncos need a consistent run game in this type of in these types of conditions. 
And I just don't see it. And really, I think the Chiefs know that they need to... I don't want to say that the Chiefs want to win it more. I just think they have more motivation at the moment. The Broncos are fighting for wild card. The Chiefs could be playing at home in playoff games. So I think that they're going to be really fired up. And I think it's going to be that changing of the guard type game where if the Chiefs beat the Broncos, it's officially the Broncos are like done. They're just, they're not the Kings of the AFC West anymore. And I think that's going to be a real factor for the Chiefs playing just to know that they finally, you know, the King is dead finally. So I don't know if, if that's the motivation. I think, I think it's part of it, but the King has been, King's not recently <laughs> the king's dead. Been limping. Yeah. Well, the King it's died like eight weeks ago <laughs> and his body's starting to smell. So, that's not really the motivation here, I, I don't think. Because the Broncos are, I, I see what you're saying, but mm-hmm. the Broncos ultimately are a team, I'm trying to describe the mood at Dove Valley. And the mood at Dove Valley has not been, I, I would think, what most people would like. Um, if they got the chance to, to do what we do. Okay. Everybody to me, Ryan, feels there's just something missing this week. There, there's just I can agree with that. There's just something not there. I don't want to say they feel checked out. Yeah, that's checked not, out isn't the term. It's just they like the only time this week that I felt like the Broncos were going to were, were really intensely looking at this game was when I heard them playing the tomahawk chop right? at practice while we were doing that video. They were playing the tomahawk chop, and I felt like, all right, these guys are fired up. They're ready to go fight. I, I haven't sensed that this week uh, beyond that, Ryan, and I think that would make fans disappointed in a lot of ways. I mean, it's one man's opinion. Right. But um, So have you felt it in the locker room as well? Yeah. I, I mean, guys are focused, but it's not any more focused than I would usually see out of them. Right. It's not like they... I mean, if the Broncos lose this game, they are not going to make the playoffs. Right. All hope is lost mm-hmm. at that point. Um, barring kind of barring the miracle that would be both Miami and uh, Baltimore losing. But if the Broncos lose, they will not make the playoffs. Gary Kubiak has kind of laid that out as the scenario. And I don't feel like this is a team that is super uh, focused on making it. You know what I mean? It's not extra focused. They're focused. They're, they're, they want to win this game. But I don't see more than, than I usually do on a given day. I think you are sensing the, yeah, we do want to win. But even if we win, we do get in the playoffs. That's a long road. And I ahead. don't think a lot of guys have a lot of confidence in certain I people. I think and that's yeah. I think this team is just kind of. I think there are a lot of guys in that locker room that are resigned to their fate. Right? They've settled. Yeah. Yeah. They've said, "Yeah, this is." Kind and of, I may this get, is kind of us this year. I may get crap for saying that, that's but that's just kind of how it feels to me. And I'm I'm being honest. And I think a lot of people who've been in that room would agree. This does not feel like. Like, we were not here last year. Mm-hmm. But I talked to guys who were players and media who covered the team. And everybody to a man says there was a different energy uh, that season, especially after that Week 17 game when Peyton comes back. And there's there's just nothing like that. The energy has been really the same. 
with this team every week, made a couple of exceptions. Um, the one exception was the first time they played the Chiefs. I felt like the energy that week was totally different. It was on a totally different I agree level. With that. This week's just not the case. Um, I may be totally off base on that. I may be wrong, but um, I, I just don't know how the Broncos win this game, Ryan. Uh, I think we've talked about it for a while, and it's it's not that Manning, what the loss of Manning was just, um, you know, on the field. He brought the energy. He brought the leadership. People knew it was, you know, it was like having the warden there. And I'm not saying that that as a bad thing for Peyton, but he ha- he was that authoritative th- figure. And I think, I think, I truly think Vaughn is going to become that player. I've heard him in a bunch of press conferences, uh, especially last week when people were asking about Akib and Russell Okun. He said, no, I'll be the partition. There's not going to be a divided locker room. I think we can see that, but I just don't think it's there yet. I don't think that vibe is there yet. I don't think that rallying cry is there this year. And again, I I mentioned it yesterday. I'm all right with that. You're not going to have that every year. You know, you're not, the Broncos have lost 47 of 50 Super Bowls. We're not going to, or they're not going to win it every year. And so if this is kind of their off year, again, it's not a terrible off year, but I I think you're right. I think that's, um, I think that desire to actually get the job done, get it to the Super Bowl, win games, at whatever cost, is just not there anymore. And maybe that's Peyton. Maybe that's just them resigning to the fact that hey, we did it last year. You know, let's you know we we know what it's like, and that's a tough road. And I just don't think it's there this year. And if they have resigned to that, then that's how it is. Uh, but they all know, all of them in there know that they still have to play two more games. And you know, they. I mean, I I don't think any player likes to play spoiler as much as they say. Uh, you know, but I think that the Broncos would like to send Kansas City and Oakland off with two losses and get their division record to at least a respectable, you know. And be 10-6 and six yeah. and have an opportunity. Exactly. Look, uh, yeah. They uh, want to win these games, and it it's just some guys want to win it more than others do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me put it that way. Um, some other things going on out here as the Broncos get ready for the Chiefs. I think one of the big issues that the Broncos are going to have is finding a way to defend... Uh, really two dynamic weapons that the Chiefs have now in Tyreek Hill, and they get back Jeremy Macklin. Macklin, uh, they did not have to face last time they played the Chiefs right. here in Denver. They will this time around. Wade Phillips, son of bum himself, talked about both Hill and Macklin at the podium yesterday. With Tyreek Hill's own versatility, does he become an even bigger focus this time around? Yeah, he's become a player for him. I mean, he's a, he's a force for him. Um, you know, obviously it was in the kicking game last game. But uh, but also on the on the field as a receiver. Now they've got Macklin back, so um, you know he's he's a good a really good receiver too. So uh, he's a young uh, emerging star probably. So uh, we have to be aware of him. And you know they put him in there, and, and he can run the deep routes, he can run the regular routes. But you know he's a threat as the jailbreak screens and all those things. So uh, it's just like any really good punt returner, so uh, you have to be aware of him in short game, too. So this is going to be a tough game, Ryan. I don't think there's any getting around that. I picked the Broncos to lose in large part because of the weapons that, that the Chiefs are bringing back. I think Spencer Ware has a big, big, big game. I don't think it's that close. I think there's probably a pick six from Trev in there somewhere. This defense we know is one of the most ball-hawking defenses in the NFL. They got a mm-hmm. pick six against him last time. I think the Kansas City Chiefs win this game 20-6. to What is your score? 
Uh, I said 20 to 9. Uh, I think that the defense still gives the Broncos the ball in relatively good field position enough to get at least three scores out of it. I just don't. It's like last week, and maybe it's because of the game last week that I just don't see this offense really generating any momentum or, or, or points. And they could. Uh, Kubiak and this team has kind of had a knack for the scripted plays to come out well, the first fifteen, and you get a you get a you know get down the field and at least get some points early. So that could happen. They could get a touchdown on the first drive of the game just because that's how they scripted them. But it's just going to be tough. You look at the weather. You look at the conditions. You look at the fans. I, I just. I don't know. And I think, yeah, I just think that it's going to be a different energy uh, than when Kansas City came to Denver. Uh, Kansas City's defense, while not impressive on paper, they have talent. You know, it, it feels I think like, they're pretty impressive on paper. Like, I, they're not they're not, a, they're not as impressive as the Broncos. Defenses, right, right, right. But, but, yeah, I think... They're not bad. I'm no, not saying no, no, they're no, bad, no. but I think that they, if they're playing at their top level, they are one of the top five defenses in the league. Marcus Peters is legit. Uh, Holly Houston, yep. they are legit. Derek, uh, not Derek Thomas, Derek Johnson, out, but he is still a leader on that team, even right. from the sideline. I think the Broncos are going to have a really tough time this week. I, 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 unfortunately, Broncos fans, I think it's going to be kind of a crummy Christmas night. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Drink early. Well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> just go to bed. <laughs> just, yeah. just go to bed after the ham dinner. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, it is Festivus, so before we get out of here, I thought we could air our top three grievances Oh, uh, uh, with these Denver Broncos. The top three things that you have an issue with about this team. They don't oh, necessarily right. have to be on-field things. They can be, uh, I don't like the fact that uh, we got Papa John's pizza every week <laughs> in the media. They could be, uh, I don't like the fact that we only get to watch practice for 15 minutes. Okay. So they can be those kind of things. All right. I will do mine first, and then you will. Uh, I'll let you go. All right. My number three grievance with the Denver Broncos. I'm going to sending order. My number three grievance with the Denver Broncos is that they did not adequately replace Malik Jackson in the off season. They had hoped that Vance Walker would come in. And uh, Sorry, I need to chime in because I really think Vance Walker was the like, plan. a big and I, I think he kind of everybody been, kind of forgot about that, right? Yeah. Because it happened so early, and Vance Walker is not you know a household name. But I don't think he would have had a Malik Jackson type year. But yeah. he would have been better than what they've put out. There. If you were out here at training camp, you before Vance got hurt, Vance obviously went down with a torn ACL in August. But if you were out here at camp before he got hurt, those first few days at camp, and you saw what he was doing, and you talked to people around the team. It was clear that they had big plans for him, mm-hmm. and that they thought he was going to be a a really really good player. Um, he's been around the building. He's here. <laughs> the knee will be more than good to go uh, by the time he comes back mm-hmm. for camp next year. But I think having one guy fall down because for the most part, beyond Walker, that defensive line has been healthy. Crick right. has had issues. Wolf has had the arm issue. But Gatsas has stayed healthy. Um, I just Sly feel Williams, like Sly yeah. has been has been healthy. I just feel like they didn't adequately replace Malik Jackson as a defensive end. So that's my number three uh, okay. issue with the Broncos. My grievance, if you will, on this Festivus 2016. My second grievance with the Denver Broncos is, again, an off-season move, Ryan. The signing of Donald Stevenson and Russell Okung. <laughs> In particular, the signing of Stevenson. Okay. Okung just hasn't worked out. 
I, but the contract you got him on and the pedigree he had, I don't mind that signing. But I never bought Donald Stevenson. I have never bought Donald Stevenson as a long-term starter for this team. He was a spot starter with the Kansas City Chiefs, a journeyman backup who they gave starter money to. Like, really good money they're paying Donald Stevenson. And he has not just been bad. He's been god-awful at times. Mm. He's been as bad. Like, everybody wants to talk about how bad Tyson Brylo is. I'll show you 20 plays on tape where I see Donald Stevenson whiff on a guy, just lose track of who he's supposed to be blocking, and it, it is awful watching Donald Stevenson on tape. Uh, really tough to, to see. So that is my uh, number two grievance. And my number one grievance, Ryan Green, guess what my number one grievance might be? Uh... Does it involve five guys? No, it involves really? one guy. Oh, behind the five guys? It it involves one guy behind the five guys, and that would be number 12, Paxton oh. Lynch. Not developing Paxton Lynch, as we have talked about endlessly. He, we talked about it all day yesterday, so I won't get into it. You can listen to yesterday's pod. But not developing Paxton Lynch this season, essentially forcing him to sit in his rookie year, go through practice... It has been a failure on the part of the organization. And it's something that I think they'll have to answer for. And I will ask the question in the end of the season press conference about, you know, how do you feel Paxton has come along this year? Do you think the plan with him and having him sit was ultimately the right decision? I will Mm -hmm. ask that question because I think it was a bad decision Mm -hmm. on the Broncos' part. We'll see with John Elway and Gary Kubiak, assuming that Gary Kubiak uh, and John Elway both speak at that press conference. Um, we will see uh, what they uh, or he or them have to say. Uh, Ryan, what are your festivist grievances uh, about the Denver Broncos here in 2016? Oh, man. Well, uh, yeah, if I had to pick some. Again, the team just won a Super Bowl, so whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, as a photographer, I would like to shoot more than 15 minutes of practice with uh-huh. the same five drills, but... That's the same stuff. I get it. I get why they do it. I just would like to shoot more. You don't even get 15 minutes to shoot. You get maybe 8 minutes to shoot, 10 minutes to shoot. If that. 15 minutes would be... And you can't stand in certain areas. Yeah. People listening are like, what the hell are you talking about? You... That's yeah. a, a first-world problem. That's why if you flip around like the TV stations in Denver during sports, you'll see it's the same all shots. the same shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that you know, whatever. Uh, my second grievance, um, can we just make the uh, Color Rush helmets, the regular helmets? Like, let's just... Those uh, Color Rush helmets are pretty I, I mean, let's do it, all right? Uh, I, I don't know what we're waiting for. Just go back to that old D logo. I think everyone's kind of begging for it. You like the blue the blue jerseys? The um, I don't know if I like the blue jerseys. I, I, there's blue. a part of me that thinks the Broncos should always be orange. Mm. Um, See, those those unis were the uniform of my childhood. Right. The blue jerseys and the white pants. And they brought success. You know, you can't, you can't say they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think they need some type of orange. So even if it was like the Color Rush type top jersey but you go back to like white pants I'm fine I'm fine with that sign me up um and I guess my first grievance is the offensive line um you know I think that that the uh, when when they brought Donald Stevenson in and they brought Russell Okung in they were able to say look we tried mm-hmm. and I I, I like okay you tried but you know you you had to know like this is a problem that has been throughout the season. So I think even if, you know, midway through preseason and you're seeing these guys still really struggle, make a move, do something. And it's not necessarily Joe Thomas, but I don't know. I just think 
it was a it wasn't good it wasn't a good free agency period um i just think that so all right so i'll i'll change it up a little bit i don't think that they had the right mindset going into this year if they truly wanted to repeat mm-hmm. um i i got the sense that they were excited to be back uh, especially those first four weeks, it looked like they were happy to prove that they were still the reigning champs. But I think that goes back to what we were talking about. There's just something missing. And I don't know what that is. Whether Elway had to step in and really just take the reins and be a whatever, just a, an authoritative figure like I was talking about Peyton Manning was, something. But uh, Elway, Kubiak, they both knew what it takes to get to back-to-back Super Bowls. And I don't know. It just felt like this was kind of a let's just coast this year and we'll revamp some other time. Yeah, I mean it was a really disappointing off season for the Broncos. Right. And and I mean hindsight is twenty twenty. Let's let me I'll just say, say this: I have a feeling that we are going to see some fairly, um, some fairly big changes I can um, in the organization. Not because anybody's. I just I, I get the feeling that there's going to be some news in the off season. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll see. Um, there's always news in the off season, and hey, you know who'll be there to cover it? Everybody, we will. Everybody at Fifty Two Eighty Sports Network. I hope first of all, I, I want to get this out of the way. I was going to play a little song, Ryan. So here, let me pull this up. Oh. And let, well, it's not. You know, we'll do that for the new year. We'll do it for the new year. Okay. I'll save it because it's it's because I forget we do this show every day. Um. <laughs> So next week we'll play the song and we'll do the thing. All right. But for now, uh, I just want to take a second to thank every single one of you, uh, especially those of you who interact on Twitter. Chad on Twitter I know hits me up, listens to the pod every day. Thank you, Chad. Uh, and thanks to everybody who gives us a listen at the, at the Broncos Blitz and 5280 Sports Network. Um, the first few months of our existence have been fascinating, challenging, mm-hmm. We're still trying to figure out exactly what this is and what we're doing and, and how this is going to work out. I have some ideas. Nate has some ideas. We all have ideas that I think in 2017 are going to make 5280 Sports Network a player in the Denver sports media scene in a big, bad way. Let's I hope do it. you will come along with us on that journey. Um, this weekend, I remember, uh, I, I Ryan, remember all those years that I spent you know, my grandmother's house with cookies and presents and mm-hmm. ham and potatoes. And if you were doing something like that this weekend, I certainly hope you take the time, enjoy the game, but also first and foremost, enjoy the time that you spend with your friends, your family. A very Merry Christmas mm-hmm. to all of you. And we will see you back here, Ryan Green, after the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs face off on Christmas night. So, a very happy holiday to all of you. We will talk to you on Monday from the UC Health Training Center. Until then, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. This is 5280 Sportsnet. Merry Christmas, everybody.